One of my favorite songs is Frank Sinatra's interpretation of My Way. And today's episode is about the third major lesson that I learned in my early 30s that the only way that really works for me, the only way I am ever truly successful is when I do things my way. If you are new to the Ill-Advised Podcast, welcome. My name is Jessica L. and you are joining us in the middle of a five-episode series about the biggest lessons that I've learned so far in my 30s. As I look at the second half of my 30s, I'm taking these lessons with me into the second half of this decade. So with that said, I'm glad you're here. Let's get into the episode. You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. I recorded a podcast in about two weeks, so I feel a little rusty, a little nervous almost, and I think because this lesson may be the biggest one that I have learned in my 36 years on this planet. And I want to illustrate with a quick story about something that happened yesterday. I went over to my parents' house and last week my mom had made like red beans and rice out of a box. And instead of andouille sausage, she used pieces of steak to keep things a little bit healthier, to like reduce the fat content and all of these things. And it was fine. But if you know red beans and rice, like the sausage is what makes it. So I went over there yesterday with a box of red beans and rice and actual Cajun style andouille sausage. And I was going to make it for my dad. He came into the kitchen right as I was about to put the sausage in the pot with the beans and rice. And the recipe on the box called for half a pound. And I had 13 ounces, which is just about one full pound. And I look at my dad and I've got the cutting board over the pot about to put the sausage in. And I look over at him and I'm like, do you think that this is too much sausage if I just put everything in there? And he pauses for a second and he goes, yeah, it's kind of a lot of sausage. So I resisted my compulsion to dump everything in there and I followed the recipe as it was written. And I put in half the amount of sausage that I wanted to put in. And that compulsion to not follow the recipe has been ever present in my culinary life. I cannot follow a recipe to save myself. There is something that happens in my brain where I'm told what to do when it comes to the preparation of food. And I immediately think, eh, do we have to do it that way? Like, what if we just did this instead? Or I'll see a step and I'll think that probably isn't necessary. I'm not going to do that. Or it will call for the inclusion of an ingredient and I will just decide it's not necessary and I won't include it. This urge to do things my own way when it comes to cooking food is reflective of a broader pattern in my life. And that is that I feel an imperative to do things my way, to live my life the way I want to, to follow the paths that I think are meant for me. And it took me 
a very, very long time to come to this point of realization that, number one, my way is the only way that actually works for me. And secondarily to that, I had to unlearn that other people don't actually know better than me in everything, in every situation. When it comes to my life, other people don't have the answers that I am missing. And that is how I used to approach life and business and my career and everything else. I wanna go a little bit back in time to when I entered the real estate industry. It was the first time that I had been self-employed, the first time that I was calling the shots and I was working with my former husband. So in a business that he had already started, it already had great legs. He was already succeeding. And I came in to kind of take things to the next level. That was our intention with me entering that business. And I didn't know anything about real estate. I was supposed to come in and manage the operations, manage all the systems and the processes and the how of of how the business was run. One of the things I did was I entered a training program. It was a coaching program where we were taught how to run and operate a residential real estate sales business. And for, you know, every week for eight weeks, I sat on a training call and I followed the workbook and I followed the systems. And the idea was that they were giving us a blueprint, this exact method to follow. And if we followed it, we would be successful. That was what was sold to us. And that was what I believed. I believed if I just do it this way, I will have identical success. There is no variable here. The only thing that matters is how closely I can adhere to this plan that has been presented to me. And the plan that was presented was very rigid. It was extremely structured. It was extremely focused with very, very little margin for error. The way I would describe it is extremely clenched. Everything was clenched when I was following and implementing this plan in our business. My jaw was clenched. My hands were clenched. Like everything, everything in my body was tense. And it reflected the system that I was following. And I thought, I've got to do it because I will have identical success if I follow this. I did things this way for years. The entirety of the time I was in real estate, I had this idea that I'll do it someone else's way and then I will succeed. And the incredible thing is that even though we were supposedly in charge, even though we were running this business, there was always a way that I was doing something wrong because I was taking someone else's system and I was applying it to our business. And when you do things that way, when you follow someone else's plan for your life, you will always be wrong because you won't be able to follow someone else's plan perfectly 100% of the time. So no matter what, I felt like I was always doing something wrong. It's incredibly draining. This is an exhausting way to live. And I lived that way all through, you know, it wasn't even in real estate. It was before that too. My entire life, I had lived as though other people had the correct plan and all I had to do was follow it. So I spent all of my time feeling wrong, spent all of my time feeling like I was messing something up and that I just, for whatever reason, 
I couldn't do the things that other people could do. Like, oh, other people are following the system. Why am I not able to do it? As I left the real estate industry and as I left a marriage, I had a time to reevaluate what was most important to me. And the thing that is most important to me in my life is being the most powerful person in my own life. And that means to me calling my own shots. I left the real estate business, but I still had the idea that other people knew better than me. And the more I experimented, the more I tried to do things other people's way, the more I found that the opposite was true. The more I tried to do things someone else's way, the more I failed and the more frustrated I became and the more I wanted to quit on whatever I was doing. I went to a writer's conference in the fall of 2021, and one of the workshops, one of the breakout sessions, was hosted by a man who has had phenomenal success writing. And part of that he attributes to the prolificness. Is that a word? I don't think that's a word. It's essentially the volume of work that he has produced. And and he has written a phenomenal number of novels in a very short period of time. What he was teaching us in this breakout session was how to write books the way that he writes them. His approach is essentially to write all the time. He wrote when he still had a full-time job and he had kids, I think young children at the time, and he was just writing literally all the time. If he wasn't at his job and he wasn't sleeping and he wasn't eating, he was writing. The way he presented this was in such a rigid way that I was sitting in the audience thinking, this is not the answer. I had done enough work on myself at that point to realize that this type of rigidity is not going to fly for me. It's not what I was put on this earth to do. It isn't effective for me. I was able to kind of hear all this and let it go out the other ear. But I was looking around the audience and people were taking notes. And I just thought, these poor people are going to abuse themselves trying to do their businesses his way. Not everyone is is built for this exact type of structure. And when people who are successful come to you and say, this is the way I did it, and if you do it my way, you will have identical success, that is a lie. It's not true. I am repelled by the idea that if I just do it someone else's way, I'll have their exact success because I have seen in my life that that is untrue every single time. It doesn't work that way. There is not just one way up the mountain and people are different. There is no such thing as one size fits all. You may remember, I just went on a little rant. I feel very strongly about this. There, there was a brand, it was called Michael Stars, and they only sold one size of clothing. They sold these like $80 t-shirts and they were kind of a cool thing like in Hollywood, I think in the or mid-2000s, in the aughts, and maybe in the 2010s. Anyway, they sold t-shirts and kind of shapeless loungewear. And it was one size fits all. And I'll say, like, I could wear Michael Starr stuff. I enjoyed it. I had a number of, of their pieces. And it was not one size fits all. It was one size fits like approximately size two to eight. And if you're bigger than a size eight, you're not going to wear Michael Starr stuff. It's just an absurdity. And the same thing is true when you have any kind of system. So number one, it's not going to fit everyone. It's not going to work for everyone the same way. And number two, 
for me, I don't want someone else's success. The most important thing to me, what feels like success to me, is to be able to call my own shots. And if I have to do it someone else's way, that is the opposite of calling my own shot. There is no one single way to do anything. There are multiple ways to succeed. There are multiple ways to fail. And your way is not automatically wrong. I was trying to use Instagram. I talked about this in an episode at the end of 2023 called, gosh, what was it? Something about the things I'm experimenting and failing with. But the thing is, what I realized is that I never had any real success doing things someone else's way, and it sucked. So to me, the question was very clear. If I'm going to fail regardless, why not enjoy myself as I go? So when it, I just gave myself permission to stop, to stop following other people's ideas, to stop following other people's approaches, to just embrace what felt truest and most natural and most fun and easy for me. I know it seems very risky to throw off the instruction manual, to burn the map and to say, I'm going to do things my way. I get it. We are hardwired to want certainty. And sometimes that comes in the form of other people giving us a recipe. Here's how you roast a chicken. <laughs> but here's what it's costing you to not do things your way. This is what I have found in my life as the indicators of, hey, look, you're trying to follow someone else's path. The first is a perpetual daily frustration. The times that I have spent trying to follow a business plan, follow a marketing strategy, follow a diet plan, you, you name it. Those times when there has been a right way to do something have been the times of my life when I have been the most frustrated and the most angry. Because when you have that plan, you also then have an external standard that you're not meeting every day because you won't meet it every day. You are not a robot. You are a human being. You will be doing things wrong all the time when you are holding yourself to this external standard. As time goes on, the second thing that happens when you're living in perpetual frustration is that you start to lose trust in yourself. You start to lose faith that you can make your own plans, that you can live your own life according to your own standards, that you can make your own decisions. You start to lose trust in yourself and your judgment and your decision making. And you diminish your self-esteem with every single moment that you're beating up on yourself for not doing things quote unquote correctly. You're stacking up examples of the times you didn't get it perfectly right and the times that things did not work out the way you wanted them to. And you're using that as evidence that there is something wrong with you. And the last thing is that all of this contributes to perpetual searching. When that didn't work and that didn't work, and all of these things that you've tried have not worked, you train yourself to continually look for the answers outside yourself for the next thing. This time it'll work. Maybe this time it's the time. Maybe this system will finally work. And you have moved the locus of control to outside you to, hey, once I find the right thing, then I will be successful. Then I will have the thing I want. 
when the truth is the magic is in you, the magic is within you, the magic to change, the magic to design your own path through life, the magic to feel proud and satisfied and assured every day in who you are and the life you've chosen to live, that doesn't come from a system outside you. It comes from inside you. But when you are not doing things your way, you're constantly going to be scanning the horizon for, okay, where's the next system? What's the next thing? And your way will be different than mine. But I can give you a sense of what my way generally is. At its core, it is simply a commitment to experimentation. I am willing to try and I am willing to fail and I am willing to try again. The reason this podcast is called Ill-Advised is because I know that from the outside, some of my decisions don't make any sense. They look irresponsible, they look foolish, and I can say that because when I first started thinking about living my life this way, I thought all of those things. I was like, you're crazy, this is irresponsible, this is foolish, you're going to lose all your money and then you'll have to go get a job, but no one will want to hire you, what are you thinking? And I just was willing, <laughs> I just accepted that. I was willing to take on that possibility and deal with it if and when the time came. The other thing that is part of my commitment to experimentation is that I'm willing to mine my failures and my successes for the lessons. I do not think failure is a dirty word. And if you do, then I invite you to reconsider that. Because a failure is just a collection of data that didn't produce the expected result. There was a time in my life when I avoided calling anything a failure. I was just like, well, that didn't quite work. No big deal, moving on to the next. I was so fast about moving on to the next thing and being unwilling to call things failures that I never took the time to really learn from them. So I was just kind of like steamrolling my way through life, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I decided that I wanted to slow down and say, okay, what did I try and what did I learn from that trying? The other thing that makes this a useful practice if you do it on a monthly basis is that you slow down enough to really look at your variables. So you're not trying all, you know, you're not trying five or eight different things. You're isolating your variables to one, ideally, ideally one. If you're like me, maybe it's two or three. But you're able to say, these are the things that I tried to do differently. These were the results. What do I think about that? What do I want to do next? So being willing to mine for the lessons. And the last kind of tripod piece of my way is a willingness to be uncertain. And this is where people lose their way. They are not willing to be uncertain. They are not willing to be unsure. They are not willing to step into the unknown and find out what happens. And that is partially just a lack of faith that you can figure things out, that you will be able to make things work no matter what comes your way. But I'm just willing to not know what's going to happen next. And that has made my life a lot more interesting and a lot more fun. And from the outside, maybe a little more precarious, but it's made me feel alive. It has given me a sense of aliveness that I never had 
when I was trying to know all of the answers before I walked out my front door. I am willing to live with unanswered questions. And that increases my faith and assurance. And it just makes it easier to be alive. When you are not afraid every day, when you're not filled with self-doubt and anxiety every day, it is easier to be alive. Doing things my way has made me magnetic to new unexpected opportunities that seem like they were made for me. As I reflect on the last few years, there have been some wild things that have come to me that I never could have anticipated. I will say that over and over because that seems to be thematic of my life. But these opportunities, when they come in, number one, I never could have sketched them out for you on a piece of paper. I couldn't have told you what it would look like at all. And the other thing is that they seem to be perfectly made for me, for my goals, for what I'm good at, for what I want to contribute to the world. Living with uncertainty and having faith and being a self-assured woman has made me a magnet for those types of opportunities. Going through the world as a woman who is committed to blazing my own trail, who is willing to experiment and willing to fail without losing faith, without losing assurance, is what has brought me those unexpected opportunities. And that has kept my life interesting. My life is fascinating. It is interesting to live. It is interesting to see what's coming next. That is what doing things my way has brought to my life. It has changed the flavor of my existence. It has changed what it feels like to be alive. And even if that means that sometimes are hard, even if it means that there are times when I have to do things the hard way, learn things the hard way, try and fail, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with it taking as long as it takes. I think so often we try to shortcut around our process. We try to shortcut around the lessons that were tailor-made for us, the lessons that we must learn before we go to the next level. We're trying to shortcut those things by using someone else's path. And I think the more you try to do that, the more you try to avoid the lessons that are meant for you, the longer you will stay at the level that you're at. The key is to embrace doing things your way and to start to learn how to do that by dismantling the things around you that are stopping you, dismantling the things that are stopping you from living your way, from running your life the way you want to. And all of that stuff, all of those barriers are in your mind. So I'm going to leave you with a few affirmations that reinforce my commitment to doing things my way. And of course, if you want to take this work a little bit deeper and do one-on-one -on -one private coaching with me, you can do all that stuff at my website, jessicaell.com. And here we are with the affirmations. Number one is my way is the only way that actually works for me. I don't need to do anything. I am the most powerful person in my own life. There is no happy ending to an unhappy journey. And very simply, I am doing it my way. If you are interested in living a life on your own terms and charting your own course, I hope this episode inspires you to take a look 
at where you are following someone else's method in your life and evaluate the results of that. If you want to engage with me further on this, please consider joining my email newsletter. You can subscribe to that at jessicaell.com. I'm also sending my email list updates on the newest book that I am writing, which is called This Is So Much Worse Than I Expected. And you can also keep up with me on Instagram where I post occasionally. Until next week, I hope very interesting things come your way.